Chapter 1, To the Public The late insurrection in Southampton has greatly excited the public mind and led to a thousand idle, exaggerated, and mischievous reports. It is the first instance in our history of an open rebellion of the slaves, and attended with such atrocious circumstances of cruelty and destruction as could not fail to leave a deep impression not only upon the minds of the community where this fearful tragedy was wrought, but throughout every portion of our country in which this population is to be found. Public curiosity has been on the stretch to understand the origin and progress of this dreadful conspiracy and the motives which influences its diabolical actors. The insurgent slaves had all been destroyed or apprehended, tried, and executed, with the exception of the leader, without revealing anything at all satisfactory as to the motives which governed them or the means by which they expected to accomplish their object. Everything connected with this sad affair was wrapped in mystery, until Nat Turner, the leader of this ferocious band, whose name has resounded throughout our widely extended empire, was captured. This great bandit was taken by a single individual in a cave near the residence of his late owner on Sunday, the 30th of October, without attempting to make the slightest resistance and on the following day safely lodged in the jail of the county. His captor was Benjamin Phipps, armed with a shotgun well charged. Nat's only weapon was a small light sword, which he immediately surrendered and begged that his life might be spared. Since his confinement by permission of the jailer, I have had ready access to him, and finding that he was willing to make a full and free confession of the origin, progress, and consummation of the insurrectory movements of the slaves of which he was the contriver and head, I determined for the gratification of public curiosity to commit his statements to writing, and publish them with little or no variation from his own words. That this is a faithful record of his confessions, the annexed certificate of the County Court of Southampton will attest. They certainly bear one stamp of truth and sincerity. He makes no attempt, as all the other insurgents who were examined did, to exculpate himself, but frankly acknowledges his full participation in all the guilt of the transaction. He was not only the contriver of the conspiracy, but gave the first blow towards its execution. It will thus appear that whilst everything upon the surface of society wore a calm and peaceful aspect, whilst not one note of preparation was heard to warn the devoted inhabitants of woe and death, a gloomy fanatic was revolving in the recesses of his own dark, bewildered and overwrought mind schemes of indiscriminate massacre to the whites. Schemes too fearfully executed as far as his fiendish band proceeded in their desolating march. No cry for mercy penetrated their flinty bosoms. No acts of remembered kindness made the least impression upon these remorseless murderers. Men, women, and children, from hoary age to helpless infancy, were involved in the same cruel fate. Never did a band of savages do their work of death more unsparingly. Apprehension for their own personal safety seems to have been the only principle of restraint in the whole course of their bloody proceedings. And it is not the least remarkable feature in this horrid transaction that a band actuated by such hellish purposes should have resisted so feebly when met by the whites in arms. Desperation alone, one would think, might have led to greater efforts. More than twenty of them attacked Dr. Blunt's house on Tuesday morning a little before daybreak defended by two men and three boys. They fled precipitately at the first fire, and their future plans of mischief were entirely disconcerted and broken up. Escaping thence, each individual sought his own safety either in concealment or by returning home, with the hope that his participation might escape detection and all were shot down in the course of a few days or captured and brought to trial and punishment. Nat has survived all his followers, and the gallows will speedily close his career. His own account of the conspiracy is submitted to the public without comment. It reads an awful, and it is hoped a useful lesson as to the operations of a mind like his endeavoring to grapple with things beyond its reach.
how it first became bewildered and confounded and finally corrupted and led to the conception and perpetration of the most atrocious and heart-rendering deeds. It is calculated also to demonstrate the policy of our laws in restraint of this class of our population, and to induce all those entrusted with their execution as well as our citizens generally to see that they are strictly and rigidly enforced. Each particular community should look to its own safety while the general guardians of the law keep a watchful eye over all. If Nat's statements can be relied on, the insurrection in this county was entirely local, and his designs confided but to a few and those in his immediate vicinity. It was not instigated by motives of revenge or sudden anger, but by the results of long deliberation and a settled purpose of mind. The offspring of gloomy fanaticism acting upon materials but too well prepared for such impressions. It will be long remembered in the annals of our country, and many a mother, as she presses her infant darling to her bosom, will shudder at the recollection of Nat Turner and his band of ferocious miscreants. Believing the following narrative by removing doubts and conjectures from the public mind which otherwise must have remained would give general satisfaction. It is respectively submitted to the public by their obedient servant. T.R. Gray. Jerusalem, Southampton, Virginia, November 5, 1831. We, the undersigned members of the court, convened at Jerusalem on Saturday, the 5th day of November, 1831, for the trial of Nat, alias Nat Turner, a Negro slave, late the property of Putnam Moore, deceased, do hereby certify that the confessions to Nat to Thomas R. Gray was read to him in our presence, and that Nat acknowledged the same to be full, free, and voluntary, and that furthermore, when called upon by the presiding magistrate of the court to state if he had anything to say why sentence of death should not be passed upon him, replied he had nothing further than he had communicated with Mr. Gray, given under our hands and seals at Jerusalem this fifth day of November, 1831, Jeremiah Cobb, Thomas Pretlow, James W. Parker, Carr Bowers, Samuel B. Hines, Oris A. Brown, State of Virginia, Southampton County, to wit. I, James Rochelle, Clerk of the County Court of Southampton in the State of Virginia, do hereby certify that Jeremiah Cobb, Thomas Pretlow, James W. Parker, Carr Bowers, Samuel B. Hines, and Oris A. Brown, Esquires, are acting justices of the peace in and for the county aforesaid, and were members of the court which convened at Jerusalem on Saturday, the 5th day of November, 1831, for the trial of Nat, alias Nat Turner, a Negro slave, late the property of Putnam Moore, deceased, who was tried and convicted as an insurgent in the late insurrection in the county of Southampton aforesaid, and that full faith and credit are due and ought to be given to their acts of justices of the peace aforesaid. In testimony whereof, I have hereunto set my hand and caused the seal of the court aforesaid to be affixed this fifth day of November, 1831. James Rochelle, C.S.C.C. End of chapter 1, 